Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. so horrible father please i was just flooded with this guilt but then immediately i was flooded with peace because i realized even though he wasn't happy about where my thoughts went neither was he shocked he wasn't surprised by it because it's like in that instant he made me aware he's like you know i knew that about you already i knew you were messed up that's why i called you That's why I I called you to come and be forgiven, come and be changed. Are you ever surprised by your own offensiveness? Tongues are hard to control and minds are even tougher. Today, Pastor Robert reminds us that we never surprise God. He may not like where your thoughts go, but it's never shocking. Take comfort in knowing that God knows you, the good and bad. He loves you anyway. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. The Apostle Paul, that Orthodox rabbi who met his Messiah, He wrote this, he said, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. He's telling us even the the creation, even even the planet itself has been subjected to corruption, the effects of sin. All of creation is dying. That includes humanity. And he, he says, verse 22, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, But we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Paul says, even even those of us, it's like, you know, I love the Lord Jesus. He's put His Spirit inside me. He's forgiven my sins. He's changed me on the inside. But there's a sense in in which I still fight temptation. I still wrestle with the effects of sin in my life, the consequences of sin in my life. The same thing's true for the creation. And one day, all that's going to come to a conclusion. Meanwhile, he says, we groan, we grieve, we mourn, we we struggle in a sense with, with this, but we will soon be comforted. The other thing that comes to my mind, the second thing, this there's a comfort that's that's future when we get that, you know supernatural, that full redemption, the update, whatever you want to call it, when all that takes place. But there's one that happens immediately when we recognize and acknowledge our sinful condition. 
and we turn to the Lord Jesus. You know, when, when a person comes to that place of mourning their sin, recognizing I'm so messed up, I'm so imperfect, and, and I, maybe there's one area where you struggle, or, or maybe it's just that overall recognition. Like for me, you know, I still remember the night, I was 24 years old, when God just confronted me. I was by myself in my car, but the Lord just confronted me in my own thoughts with this self-destructive pattern. In that instant, I saw it. It's like I could see the circle, the merry-go-round I was on. Like I'm doing, it, I'm doing it again to myself. And in that moment, I was grieved. I mourned my condition and my inability to fix it because no human being can change themselves. Behavior modification, yes. Make some changes to behaviors and habits, yes. But change to the actual core of your being, no. Only the Creator is capable of doing that. And when we mourn our condition, He does it. He makes a change. He showers us with His love and gives us the supernatural peace that can only come by means of His grace. You know, I, I remember what it felt like for me, like one of the first experiences of that comforting and that, that peace was when, I don't know, some weeks had gone by and now, I, you know, I'm just so grateful for His forgiveness and so grateful that, that God Himself is involved in my life and I'm, I'm praying, I'm interacting with Him, you know, day by day. I'm, I'm reading the Bible and, and I've realized, you know, that He's showing me things from the Bible that directly apply to my life and my circumstances. I'll, I'll read something and realize how directly it relates to some situation at work and, and I'm going through this kind of thing. But then I blow it. I blow it. I do something, say something, and, and, and I don't even remember the specific thing. Actually, I kind of do, but it's embarrassing. I'm going to tell you anyway. I was managing a shoe store. You know, that's what I was doing for a living. And I'd been a Christian, I don't know, a couple of months, you know, something like that. And, and this girl comes walking in the store, and she was so beautiful. And so my head went where the head of a Christian man shouldn't go. You understand what I'm saying? Temptation. And immediately I felt horrible. I felt guilty, you know, and I'm, I'm like, oh, God, you know, that's not who I am anymore. Please forgive me. That's horrible. That's so horrible, Father, please. I was just flooded with this guilt. But then immediately I was flooded with peace because I realized even though he wasn't happy about where my thoughts went, Neither was he shocked. He wasn't surprised by it. Because it's like in that instant he made me aware. He's like, you know, I knew that about you already. I knew you were messed up. That's why I called you. That's why I, I called you to come and be forgiven. Come and be changed. I know that you're broken in that area. I know that you're sinful. I already knew that you were wicked. Do you understand? Comforted. Yes, I am a wicked, corrupt human being, but I'm being changed. I'm forgiven. And so there's just the joy that we sang about. I mean, I can't express what that felt like in that moment to realize, okay, you're not going to leave me in that, in that corrupted state, but you're not at all surprised that you found me in that corrupted state. Do you see what I mean? The mourning over your brokenness replaced by a gratitude for his mercy. His mercy. 
and a trusting submission to his plans. You see, I realized he knows how messed up I am. That's why he's called me to himself to be cleansed, be forgiven, and be led by his spirit because he knows that if I keep doing it without him, I'm going to keep messing my life up. Do you understand that if you continue doing it without him, you're going to continue making mistakes? That for me was so profound, realizing he's offering to lead me in the way of righteousness. In other words, he's offering by his Holy Spirit to lead me in his plans and his purposes. To help me to not make the same mistakes that I made before. Do the same foolish things that I did in the past. Now, stay with me. This is important because I'm bringing it to point number two here. We looked at mourning. Those who mourn will be comforted. The meek which is what I just described to you, the meek will inherit the earth. See, in our culture today, we've come to understand meekness as being something completely different from what it is. We think that only a weak person is meek. But a weak person cannot be truly meek. In order for there to be gentleness, there has to be power. Do you understand that? When you say someone is, is gentle, Implied behind that, if they're gentle, there's, there's strength. Otherwise, there's no gentleness, they're just weak. They're not being gentle, they're just weak. They're not capable of doing harm, they're not capable of being harsh, they're just weak. No, but if there's strength, then gentleness is possible, meekness is possible. I've shared repeatedly over the last decades about one of my personal heroes, a man named Alan Williams. We've got a photo. I finally decided after all these years, find, find a photo of my hero. Um, he had been a merchant marine, a sailor. When he came to know the Lord, he worked with mercy ships back when it was still part of Youth with the Mission. He was one of the original leaders of mercy ships. And uh, Lauren Cunningham, in, in their memorial article uh, in the Youth with the Mission newsletter, put that little quote, he only feared God. And it reminded me as I, as I found this, it reminded me, the reason Lauren put that on there was that it, Alan, as he taught about this area of Scripture, one of the things he talked about was that a Christian who comes to know and fear the Lord with that, that righteous fear of the Lord, biblical understanding of fear of the Lord, need fear nothing else. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.